Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up later in the show, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison is going to join us. He's going to be talking about the lawsuit excuse me, that he recently filed uh, against Shady's Tavern. It's the small restaurant and bar that wanted to open up its doors yesterday but didn't because of this lawsuit should be sure and stick around for that conversation It is going to be a good one we start tonight though with a conversation about food and fuel oil and soil the two main drivers of north dakota's economy and joining us live right now from washington dc on the 702 communications line is senator kevin kramer senator kramer thanks so much for joining us here live tonight i know president trump was on capitol hill earlier today he did the Senate GOP lunch um, for our audience here at home. What's the most important thing we should know that y'all talked about in your caucus today in this meeting? Well, th thanks, Chris. The one thing that we talked about that was really fun, of course, was this morning when he made the announcement about the coronavirus food assistance program. Uh, it was a big deal for North Dakota. It was a big deal for farm country. And so it gave us a great opportunity to thank him personally, uh, applaud him, um, you know, just e express that uh, we were behind him and, and uh, how much our farmers and ranchers appreciated that. So that was that was a fun to be able to chat about that a little bit. He talked a little bit about politics, of course, talked a little bit about uh, the next round of uh, coronavirus aid, what that might what that might look like. Um, you know, to be honest, Chris, it was really just a casual conversation, which oftentimes it is when he comes over. Um, but this one was probably even more casual than any of the others. Uh, you know, at the lunches because he didn't really have an agenda. I think he wanted to get out of the house, to be honest with you. And, you know, he wanted to come out and hang out with some friends. And so uh, that's kind of what it was. It was really cool. It's funny you say that because he had the vibe today that, hey, things are getting back to normal. I mean, he had, he had a cabinet meeting. He was up on Capitol Hill. He had the farmer meeting this morning. So one of the things I'm hoping that came up in this caucus conversation, mm -hmm. Senator, that I want to get to is you just mentioned the farmers. We're going to get to some specifics here in a moment. But, but did you guys talk about, okay, so what's our retaliation with China? We see what they've done with our economy. We see what the, what the WHO, basically a puppet for them. If President Trump, if you guys were in this meeting today, say, hey, Senator Kramer, what do you think we should do about China? What's your response to him? So I, here's what I would say to him. I would say, uh, and maybe I have actually, um, remember, <laughs> there's still one and a half billion hungry people who buy our stuff. But they probably, you know, they, they, we probably need to find a replacement for China, which he's always working on. And that's why, and as you and I have talked about before, his relationship with Prime Minister Modi is so important. Because I think, frankly, a lot of us feel like we need to cut China loose. Um, I know there are one and a half billion people um, that, that eat our food and we're happy to do trade with them. But I think we have to be very, very careful. You can't trust anything. They've been stealing us blind. They're building a military to, that, that'll rival ours. Um, you know, they're, they're investing a lot more in the high tech side of the uh, fighting uh, the military fights and, you know, building their own islands. Uh, it, it's just it's just a group of people that are not going to come around to our culture, Chris. And so I tell them we need to find a strategy to cut them loose. But we also need to be looking for other people, other countries to, to replace them as trading partners. Senator, thank you for saying that, because I think we went in sort of starry-eyed going, hey, if we talk about capitalism, China's yeah. going to become capitalist, yeah. and it's almost been the opposite. So with that being said, uh, and you and I have had this conversation in the past mm -hmm. about the beauty of India, roughly the same amount of people. They're not a communist nation. It's the only you know, other democracy on the planet that starts right. with the people. So. Can you give us some idea how close are we to getting better trade deals with India? Yeah, so it's a great point. You're right. They're the world's largest democracy. Um, they're still in the in the neighborhood, obviously, of China. Um, 
they're a little bit up they're they're a bit of a challenge because they grow a lot of their own food in other words you know the pulse crops for example which we grow that are staple for them but they also grow a lot of them they're very protectionist oriented with regard to their own products and things but as they economically grow and we can be part of, of helping them do that uh, i i don't know how close we are but we certainly are are in a personal relationship with them as a country. I've gotten to know the prime minister a little bit. I've gotten to know certainly their diplomats quite well. Uh, they reach out a lot. So um, I'd say, you know, I, I don't dare predict a time frame necessarily, Chris, but they're clearly uh, allies. Let's put it that yes. way. And they're close allies. And, and speaking about the trade, they did open up their doors a little bit with hydroxychloroquine <clears throat> to the United States. Yeah. So that would be one good thing. And President Speaking Trump of news of the day, yes. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. You, you so I want to tell you a funny, can I tell you a story about that? Just today I was out doing a, a piece for one of the uh, national um, cable networks and one of the, uh, uh, shall we say, a reporter that you would recognize from a different network um, said to me, he said, what do you make of the president announcing that he takes hydrochloroquine? And I said, well, hydroxychloroquine, I said, it's, it wasn't that big a deal. I mean, I knew it would make your guys' heads explode, but to me, I just, I sort of was amused by it. And, you know, he consulted the do his doctor and there are a lot of people grateful that he's brought this to their attention because it's helped save them. At least they think it has. And so I said, it didn't really bother me too much. And he said, but I said, I knew it would make your guys' head explode. He said, so, we do take the bait every time. Senator, Senator said, well, that yes, means that you'd have had this kind of, I mean, he's almost like, with a guy with a red little you know light with cats when it comes to the mainstream media so <laughs> do you think he's even really taking it or he just say that to see what they would do i think that it's a good good question i wouldn't doubt that he's taking it okay. i don't think he'd lie about taking it but i wouldn't put it past him just say it just to hear what they hear see their response and literally this guy who he literally said that we take the bait every time don't we and i said even when you know you're taking bait you take the bait it's, it's irresistible to you it's stunning to watch all right i'm gonna get the specifics of the ag thing in sure. one more second one other thing that i hope you guys talked about today in this meeting is that are you on board with the i would say scathing letter that president trump put out last night to the World Health Organization, and do you mm -hmm. agree with them that, hey, if they don't make some massive changes, we should stop funding and just get rid of them altogether? Well, let's face it, Chris, the United States role in lots of global organizations, including the World Health Organization, is a contribution. We're not the recipients of a lot of great stuff from the World Health Organization. We're contributing, and appropriately, to, the, to global health. That's a good thing. That's a noble thing. That's what leaders do. However, they, you know, they're, they're, the way they treated this this situation, they're very strong bias, not just to China, but frankly to totalitarian governments. This this current leader is, has got a long history of this. Um, we can do much better than the World Health Organization. We could have our own global health yes. organization and, and do better. So in other words, yes, cut off the funding. Yes. From, okay, thank you. So yeah. let's, let's get to this. President Trump said something today that I, I think you and I have chatted about. I know Senator Hovind and I have talked about and that is putting American beef first. I want to play for you mm -hmm. a clip for our audience uh, from President Trump earlier today and then get your response to it, sir. Sure. I read yesterday where uh, we take some cattle in from other countries because we have trade deals. I think you should look at terminating those deals. All right? We have trade deals where we actually take in cattle, and we have a lot of cattle in this country. And I think you should look at the possibility of uh, terminating those trade deals. 
I heard that today, and I thought about your idea of saying, hey, no more Saudi oil in our soil mm -hmm. as well. So do you concur with what President Trump said there? Well, I don't know that I concur with, with that specific uh, idea. Maybe ultimately we can do that. Um, I do think that we should start taking in some, some beef from various places, Brazil for one, places that don't have our standards of cleanliness and, and um, oversight. But remembering that, and you should have Doug Goring on to talk about this, but different parts of the critter are in higher demand in different places, including the United States. And there are some things that we, you know, some cuts we like better, some cuts that other countries like better. So I don't want to say just dismiss it out of hand, but I think he's absolutely onto something. But the, I, I told him, he and I have talked about this a fair bit, and I told him one day, I said, remember, you're the one that's president because you warned us about these supply chain, these global supply chain vulnerabilities. Well, that's certainly true when it comes to food, and it's been illustrated better than so it could have been. Could we do something similar? And I'm not saying, you know, verbatim, but something similar to the sugar program where, hey, we use up all the, the American sugar first, then we let Mexico dump onto our soil. I mean, is there something there with beef as well, or what am I missing? I, well, I don't know what, what you're missing necessarily. I, I think we have a bigger problem with our packer concentration. The fact yeah. that, okay. you know, there are three plants that, that, that process 85 percent uh, and really four that, that total for the most part. It depends on whether you're talking about hogs or, or, or uh, beef, but remembering that the largest uh, pork processing facilities owned by China, the largest beef processing facility or company in the United States is owned by Brazil. They're two of our major yes. rivals in some of these things. We just have to do a much better job. I think we ought to look for ways to redistribute the uh, processing in uh, in uh, animal agriculture, right. and uh, we can we can do a lot better. Senator, I got two more things in a limited amount of time, so we can kind of do this fairly quickly. But I, but I just want to give you a chance to speak to Underwood, North Dakota, and what is going on mm -hmm. with the Coal Creek coal station there, and and you know maybe 750 jobs lost. Sure. What do you want to say to those people tonight? Well, the, first of all, I'd say um, the fight's not over with regard to the to Coal Creek Station. And r regardless of what you think about GRE's decision, they made a decision for their co-op and their cooperative members. But they have an incredible asset there. I mean, Coal Creek Station is one of the most efficient coal-fired power plants in the country. It's one of the more one of the newer ones in the country. It's got uh, attached to it a very important and impressive direct current transmission line. That's got market value. Now there are complications. I do not want to oversimplify. Chris, it's not a, it's not an easy thing because we have these regional transmission organizations. North Dakota has utilities in both of them. One basically goes east, the other goes west. Yes. Electricity, you know, flows uh, one direction or, or the other. So th there's a lot of work to be done. I think one thing we need is to make sure that there's a demand and a customer. Um, I think there there could very well be, but it's okay. going to take all of us pulling the same direction. You could buy the plant for a dollar. So it's, you know, that, that makes it a lot more a lot more attractive for a potential buyer. So we need to stay in this fight, but we need government at every level, local, county, yes. state, federal, all working together. Senator, I got one more question. It's one word and then a question, and then we got to wrap it up kind of quickly. But the word is Obamagate. Should Senator Lindsey Graham, do you agree with President Trump that President Obama should be the first person called to testify in these Senate hearings? Well, I, who wouldn't want to tune into that show? Um, I, I would say this, you know, I, I heard what A.G. Barr said about President Obama and Vice President Biden weren't under, aren't under investigation, criminal investigation, at least not at this point. But I don't doubt that Barack Obama knew everything. And it appears to me he seems to have known things. And it is his administration and a whole bunch of people in his inner circle that we know are guilty of at least, um, you know, of unmasking, um, unmasking General Flynn and, and others. So yes. he certainly would be a valuable 
witness, it would seem to me. I completely agree. And if you can pull that off, that would be fantastic. Senator Kramer, Thank thanks for all your hard work. We appreciate it. We'd love to have you back soon. Okay. What do you think of my studio? I'm waiting for you to grab that bison helmet and put it on. Maybe start calling out some Omaha, Omaha or something. They, they make sure you can't do that. See, they, they put this thing in there so That's knuckleheads so like me can't put it on. Uh, we, we appreciate the time, sir. Have a great evening and thank you for joining us live. Thanks, Chris. All right. Uh, please go to our website, povnow.tv. Become part of our Fighting for the Truth email club. Again, povnow.tv. And when we come back, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison is going to join us live as well to talk about his current complaint lawsuit about Shady's Bar and Tavern. Please share your point of view with us. We'll be right back.